0: On the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Hi, I'm Andy, 908, almost 909 on KDXU. Thanks for tuning in. Missed a couple of days this week. Had to do a best of yesterday, but I'm here. I'm here, and I'm happy to uh, take your phone calls today at 673-5890. That's the phone number if you want to call into the program. Got a couple of special things planned for you today. Of course, we'll be guided by your phone calls what you want to talk about as well. Uh, One of the things I heard from Mike Lee yesterday, so I'm going to play a little short segment from Mike Lee talking about Ukraine and why we care and that we're not betting on the wrong horse on this one. I thought that was interesting. Uh, you know, about uh, maybe two weeks ago, we did a show on on uh, Putin invading uh, Ukraine, and there were some calls. Some people suggested, well, maybe uh, these areas of Ukraine deserved it. Maybe uh, Ukraine is getting a little too progressive for its own good. Whatever the arguments were made had me a little bit in the back of my mind going, maybe? Maybe they're right. Maybe Russia isn't the bad guy. Uh, But the problem is, no matter what the motivation, the execution is wrong. Uh, You know, I don't like a lot of things that have happened here in the United States. I don't. You know, a a lot of the laws and rules and things that have changed. And we'll talk about one of those, as a matter of fact, when it comes to transgender athletes uh, later on in the program. But uh, you can't affect change by violently making someone change. So even if you slightly agree with the idea that Putin has some kind of moral basis behind his attacks... Uh, you can't agree with what he's doing. And in fact, uh, one of the news stories today all over the wire, uh, and rightfully so for good reason, uh, was uh, here it is. An American man is dead after being shot in Ukraine. And his family says he didn't believe Vladimir Putin would actually invade. Uh, Jim, Hill is, Jim Hill is the guy's name. He's an American. He was there teaching and helping. He was standing in a bread line when he was killed by a Russian sniper. Now, I don't pretend to know the whole story, but the Minnesota native standing in a bread line, by the way, he was born in Minnesota, lived in Idaho before he went out to help in the Ukraine. I don't believe he was armed. I don't believe he was actively in a military maneuver when he was shot by a sniper. I do believe he was standing Minding his own business. Maybe not in a breadline. I don't know. I talk about breadlines in Russia and Ukraine and all that. I don't know. But I believe that this man did not deserve to die for standing there doing nothing. Uh, and so I had a conversation with Mike Lee yesterday, uh, about five minutes long. Uh, and uh, I actually asked Mike, one of the questions I asked him was, uh, are we wrong on this? Is, is, is Putin justified in any way, shape, or form on this? And Mike Lee... Senator, U.S. Senator assured me, no, we're not wrong. Here's my conversation with him. Good morning to you, Andy Griffin with you live in the camping world of St. George Studios. And I'm fortunate to have on the phone with me right now, Mike Lee, the senator from uh, representing the state of Utah. Mike, how are you? Doing great. How are you?
1: Good to be with you as always.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm on the road to recovery. That's the uh, best way I can term it uh, right now, Mike. Spent a little time in the hospital last week. Just got this nasty little cellulitis issue with my leg, and uh, yeah, they they keep taking me back in the hospital. It's not a very good hotel, I can tell you that. They stab you all the time.
1: Well, I'm really glad you're doing well. Been concerned about you, and and very optimistic about the positive report.
0: You know, uh, besides my frustration uh, over my health, uh, I'm feeling a lot of frustration, like most Americans and most Utahns, over uh, inflation, over what's going on in in Ukraine. Uh, you know, I, I guess we'll start there. Uh, it feels like we need to help. We want to help, but 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 what can we do, Mike?
1: Well, look, um, there's uh, no question that this is a uh, moving tragedy. Uh, that did a display really of both tragedy and bravery. I had the chance yesterday to hear from president Zelensky and, you know, and leading the Ukrainian people through this tragic time, he really has shown an incredible amount of bravery and honor and determination. Yes. Uh, People of the United States uh, and uh, like the people of Utah are, uh, are, are uh, we're, we're all people who've been inspired by the fight for freedom. uh, That's being demonstrated in ukraine it's noble and it's honorable and it's equally noble and honorable as uh, president putin's actions are despicable indefensible and um, you know when i went to russia a few years ago i told russian officials that they need to start treating their citizens and their neighbors uh before uh, uh much better and that they'd have to do that before we would consider lifting sanctions putin has taken the opposite course. Yeah. And millions of people are suffering as a result. That's unfortunate.
0: What was your big takeaway from President Zelensky's speech? I agree with you, by the way. He showed a great, great uh, intestinal fortitude through this all. In fact, I wish we had a president that would show that kind of guts.
1: Right. He did. You know what? While, while Putin represents evil ambition and violence, Zelensky represents human striving for peace and freedom so we stand with him and with the people of Ukraine in this noble effort. I don't know exactly where this leads. You know, no one wants uh, uh, for this to become uh, a, 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 a war with more nations. No one wants the United States to have to go to war on this issue. And so in, in the meantime, we're, we're supplying um, uh, Ukraine with uh, with material and, and with uh uh, a lot of prayers and negotiations, and we hope that this can be resolved peacefully and quickly.
0: Is there, I, I actually had someone ask me, maybe we're betting on the wrong horse. Is there any possibility that there's something going on behind the scenes that, that I hate to even use the word, that, that made Ukraine, provoked uh, Ukraine to be attacked by Russia? Or is this just a matter of, like we've said before, a madman trying to, trying to gain more power?
1: Yeah, it's it's clearly the latter. This is Vladimir Putin. He's a he's a nationalist, he's a megalomaniacal uh, despot who desperately wants to reunite the Soviet Empire. He's a KGB man at heart
2: who mm.
1: he never quite got over the fact that the Soviet Union collapsed. Uh, and uh, he wants to reunite that. He's also one of the most powerful human beings ever to live on planet Earth, uh, and, and one of the most wealthy, personally wealthy, uh, and expanding his empire as he perceives it and treats it, and is and, and uh, uh, as it in many respects is his empire, he understands he'll get more wealthy and more powerful still if he expands the footprint of Russia.
0: Wow. wow. Scary stuff. Is there Mike, is there any way out of this, uh, besides eventual, I hate to say the word, world war, is, is there any other way out of this that Ukraine can be saved? Well, look,
1: we're imposing crushing sanctions, unprecedentedly crushing sanctions on Russia. Uh, they, and the people of Russia are feeling it. Vladimir Putin has got to be feeling it. Now, so far, this hasn't caused him to back away, but... Uh, We have to remember that Russia's military might uh, is not proportionate to its economic strength. Um, Mm. Russia has an economy uh, it's no bigger than Spain's economy. It's just that it has a massive military apparatus at its disposal. But what that means is that with these sanctions, they don't have a whole lot of margin. They don't have a lot of room at the margin for the hit to their economy that they're taking. Very, very little, in fact. And so I I still hold out some hope that the crippling nature of the sanctions coupled with the the vigorous, valiant, heroic, patriotic fight of uh, the Ukrainian people under the leadership of President Zelensky uh, uh, might cause Putin at some point to realize this isn't worth it. It isn't worth him going down in history as a bloody tyrant who also uh, caused his own people to suffer severely. He can keep those sorts of things a secret for a period of time with his state-owned media. But you can't fool all the people all the time, and he can't get away with this in, in perpetuity, especially when uh, the Ukrainian people are putting up a, uh, this, this amazing resistance and doing so with the support of many nations or supplying materials for them to do that.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself. Mike, I know you got to run, but thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today.
1: Thank you very much. Good to be with you, and you get better soon.
0: All right. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Utah Senator Mike Lee on Ukraine, why we should care and why we're not betting on the wrong horse on this one. Putin's a bad guy. Yeah, he is a bad guy. Uh, thanks again to Mike Lee for spending a few minutes yesterday I uh, was able to record that interview, and, and uh, he kind of put to rest some of my fears. And, you know, there there are other fears. There are big fears. I, I fear for World War III. Uh, I fear that the sanctions aren't going to work, that Russia's going to keep, through hubris and pride and bloodthirstiness, they're going to keep going. They're going to keep, they're, they're going to bring Ukraine to its knees, and then when Ukraine's on its knees, are going to keep going, and Eastern Europe is going to become, you know, they're they're going to try to make another Soviet Union, and and at at one point, you know, if they attack attack Poland, a NATO member, then we start talking about World War, and and uh, I don't know, I I do like I said, I feel like I actually feel better a little bit about things in talking to Mike Lee. Uh, he said that. Uh, if you heard him, he said their economy is not. They may have one of the greatest military machines in the world, top three, uh, but they don't have one of the greatest economies in the world, not even top 40. So if these. He's a firm believer these sanctions are going to work. The big wild card in all that is. A very large red bear named China, uh, if China says, which has the biggest economy in the world and the biggest military machine in the world, if China decides, you know what, screw the rest of the world, we're going to give Russia whatever they need, uh, then we've got a problem. Then we've got a real issue. In fact, President Joe Biden is meeting with Uh, President Xi of China today and uh, basically supposed to, I don't know what will really happen or if it's happening right now, supposedly going to say, hey, are you helping Russia? And if you are, will you stop? Now, again, when you're talking about uh, uh, policy and, I don't know, Ambassadorship and all that stuff, you have to be careful how you word things different cultures, different meanings but uh yeah if if Russia is a lone wolf, Russia will not succeed that That was the message I got, and i've been getting from the media and from uh, our leaders, especially Mike Lee if they're a lone wolf they will not they will not succeed, but if China says, "Hey, we we do what we want. We want. We're China. We're the biggest. We're the baddest. We're the richest. We do. What, we'll help them if we want to help them. And if China helps them, then we'll help us all." All right, let's go to the phone lines again. If you want to be a part of the show on this Open Line Friday, it's six seven three five eight nine zero. That's the phone number. If you want to text into the show, I just got a couple of texts here, so we'll get to those momentarily as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you. Four three five four six seven five eight four two is the text line. Want to talk about transgender athletes too, uh, as we uh, progress through the show today, because we have a new NCAA 500 meter champion, didn't set a record, but blew away the field. What is her, his, what their, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Right now, let's go to Seth. Seth, thanks for hanging on. What's up?
3: Um let, let's talk about China just a moment. I do have another subject uh, I'd like to discuss. Uh, but uh, they're saying words in various sources that China is going to issue a gold-backed China, um, uh, currency. Really? All right. Now, I mentioned to you a couple of weeks about, uh, ago about fifteen states adopting gold currency. It lists on the currency that it's a gold coin, right, in accordance with the Constitution, but it's not a coin of u- yeah, and the state of- so uh, there'll come a time uh, and I think it's coming rapidly where the u s dollar will collapse, and that you'll much rather have a hundred dollar bill. Made out of gold from China then you will a federal reserve note that 's worth fourteen cents uh, yeah, okay, so okay. you heard it first um, they 're available by the way at one of your sponsors at the gold ore store. I suggest you go online, look at them, and would you rather have content of gold or would you have green rather have green paper
0: mm, good point good point do, do you anticipate then, Seth, with the collapse of the dollar, does that mean the collapse of our entire financial uh, infrastructure, like the stock market, things like that?
3: All scraps of paper, all worthless. Uh, Hmm. uh, Make up your mind. Do you want gold or silver or platinum or um, other precious metals? Or do you want somebody, uh, a corporation owned by foreigners, um, that is not part of the government, you want them making your funny money.
0: Well, and then, and, then, and that would lead to, say, real estate. I mean, real estate, I, I the house I own, I live in it, so I'm dwelling in it, but I also just have a piece of paper that says it's mine.
3: Exactly, and you probably don't because you don't low, uh, own a lodial freehold where you don't pay taxes because you're a sovereign. Mm, that's so true. So there's so much, but... I want to ask you if you remember somebody's name by the name of Michael Bynum.
0: Boy, that sounds really familiar. You're going to have to tease my brain, though, as it's been through a lot lately.
3: Well, maybe it's cellulitis. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You had him on a show. Okay. And I want to thank you and him and everybody else that participated I called him because I'm silly. I listened to your show, and I, I call people you have as guests.
0: Good, good.
3: He's an attorney.
0: Does that mm-hmm. help? I, I remember the name. I remember that he's an attorney, and he was a smart guy. Was he the cryptocurrency guy, or is this someone different?
3: No, this is a VA advocate.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember him. Sure.
3: And I called him up, and I said, what can I do? What Can can you help me with this? It took a little more than a year You had him on at the first time. Uh, His name is is Michael Bynum. He's at the Galleon uh, Welker Westfall. Um, His telephone number, and this is really important. I hope people pay attention, uh, uh, 435-414-1232, extension 108, and I'll say it again later. Now, what Michael did is that he became very aggressive with the V.A., And the VA is a corporation on Dun & Bradstreet, and it's made to make a profit. Okay. And so what insurance company does in almost every case is deny your claim. Yeah. Deny, 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 deny. And in my case, denied it for 64 years. Wow. But Michael was able to hire forensic experts and have somebody read thousands of pages that were written and diagnosis that were made years ago and in the end got a huge, um, well, it depends on your point of view, let's say a lump sum settlement for the diagnosis that was made and that a um, continued income, and I'm not going to be specific, of uh, from 50% up to 100% every month for the remainder of my life that took 64 years of denial. And as far as I can tell, Michael Bynum is the only person I've ever run across that could do that.
0: Way to go, Michael.
3: Well, I would suggest now uh, we've got on average 10% living today that have served in the military, and the VA is not necessarily doing the right thing. And there are various pockets of money for disability is a separate pocket and medical care is another pocket. And there may be other pockets too. And I wonder how many veterans could use a couple of grand a month.
0: Yeah. Like maybe all of them.
3: Uh, I would say so because (laughs) the damage has been done and without special expertise and forensic people, who would sit and read the file, which will paralyze anybody's brain, and root out the admissions that they had made this diagnosis, but most of the veterans are not able to read a 1,000 pages and glean the information that makes it. Therefore, an attorney and specialists are required, and what the VA has managed to do is deny everybody. You earned too much money. No, you weren't injured. Oh, gee, uh, you're crazy. And leave us alone and never bother us again. And most veterans have been treated that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We... And
3: so I would I would hope that Michael um, at 414 1232 extension 108 is another guest on your show. Because I'm going to give you the most glowing testimonial that this man and his connections is a genius.
0: Wow, Gene, that that uh, is a uh, very kind thing to say about someone. And uh, I will, day I'll I'll uh, see if I can hook up again with Michael. Do you say it's been over a year since he's been on the show?
3: Couple years, a couple of years. Couple years. Okay. Uh, uh, because I listened to your show, I was able to recover. What was owed, and and uh, um, lump sums uh, to uh, go back into their history, which they don't show you.
0: So, sounds like you need to buy me buy me lunch, Seth.
3: Okay, and so um, <laughs> if it only takes sixty four years, I don't know how many more years I've got. Okay, but. Um, sometime you and I need to get together and I'm going to give you some little tips about how to make it to 80.
0: Okay. All right. Love to have him.
3: I'm really serious about that. Okay. I I can't do it on the radio. We need to meet in person.
0: Okay. Sounds good, Seth. I better run. Thank you again for the call today. You bet, sir. Hi, everybody. We're talking with Troy Paul from the barbecue pit stop. The barbecue pit stop is located at 180 North 300 East. That's right behind Napa Auto Parts on the north side of the boulevard. Let's talk about different types of barbecue cookers. Now, I have a Yoder, a pellet smoker. I also have a pit barrel, which is charcoal. Mm -hmm. What else is out there, Troy?
4: Sure. Well, there are lots of different types. Um, Most people are probably familiar with, like, a gas grill. This would be, like, your Weber or whatever it is. You have propane, maybe natural gas. Um, That's what most people are familiar with and have used forever. Uh, Probably the most popular recently... Um, it would be pellet cookers, and that would be like your Traeger, Camp Chef makes some great ones, uh, Yoder, like, like what you use. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are probably the most popular now with smokers because they're so easy to use. And now we have different types, some other charcoal cookers um, that are out there. Each of them has a different good use, so if you want a gas grill, that's awesome, and we can supply those, and we've got some really excellent ones. If you want a pellet cooker, nobody has a better selection um, than we do or expertise on that. Um, we are a Traeger Platinum dealer, um, and so if you're interested in pellet cookers, then we know them inside and out. Um, but basically, gas is great for quick, convenience, hot, and fast cooking. Mm-hmm. If you want to smoke foods, then pellet cookers are really simple now as well, but they they add so much more flavor. It yeah. now tastes wood-fired as opposed to, uh, you know, gas-fired.
0: <laughs> You're not going to get a burger in 20 minutes, but I'll tell you what, what you do get when you get it is pretty amazing.
4: Oh, man, it's so good, and it's, they're just so easy now, too. They have them with Wi-Fi and all these different things, but they're they're incredible. If you're looking for just more information on that, come on into our store. We can talk you through it for sure.
0: All right. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hickory guy. I love my pellets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you can't just cook one kind of pellet, I guess, for everything that you cook. What, why is it oh, – uh, oh, I'm going to re-ask that question. Um, Maybe we
4: talk about does it matter the quality of pellets as opposed to the
0: flavor. Oh, okay. okay, okay, okay All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went the wrong way with that. Okay. So, Troy, let me ask you this. Does it matter which brand of pellets you get, or, or are they all the same?
4: It, it actually matters quite a bit, Andy. Really? Yeah, and they all look the same, and you think, oh, a pellet's a pellet. Um, but the difference is the type of wood that they use is going to provide a different combustion. And so some of them are going to be more efficient. Some of them are going to just produce a lot of ash mm-hmm. and not great flavor or consistency. Some of them can be harmful to your oven that you're cooking with it will start to jam the auger or different things so you want to make sure that you have a good pellet that has a good wood base on it
0: and the place to get those is at the barbecue pit stop it's 180 north 300 east right behind napa auto parts on the north side of st george boulevard thanks troy
4: thank you andy Tell it like it is. A very smart
0: cookie. The Andy Griffin Show. On News Radio 890-92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back. I'm Andy. If you want to call in, please give me a call, 673-5890. If you want to text in, text me at 435 467 Five eight four two. Uh, right, we'll get to those uh, phone lines in just a second. I did want to mention this. Uh, a we, we have a new winner, a new NCAA champion. No, not basketball. That's not done yet. Uh, we have a new NCAA champion when it comes to uh, five hundred meter freestyle swim in college collegiate swimming. It's pretty exciting stuff, right? I know you're like, ah, I don't care. Well, you you don't care, but you will, and and here's why. Uh, The swimmer is a person by the name of Leah Thomas, L-I-A, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas was not born Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas was born William Thomas. Leah Thomas has uh, undergone some uh, gene therapy, not gene therapy, hormone therapy. So Leah Thomas considers... Himself, herself, a a female now. And Leah Thomas, uh, who was a very mediocre collegiate swimmer just a year ago on the men's side, competing as a woman, Leah Thomas won the 500 meters. How do you feel about that? Couldn't win at men's sports. Tried women's sports. Oh, no, no. Leah hasn't had the surgery. Will is still Will. Will still has his, well, you know, uh, and and Will actually will walk around the women's locker room undressed with, well, you know, showing. But that doesn't mean that Will can't be Leah, at least in the mind of Will and Leah and the NCAA Will won yesterday the 500-meter freestyle swim. Still has the 100 and the 50 coming up, uh, but blew away the field. Wasn't an NCA record. That was set by a real woman. But it was uh, good enough to win by a long shot in this year's race. How do you feel about that? Well, here's how some of the parents feel about Will slash Leah winning the race.
2: We um, are parents of a female swimmer uh, swimming this weekend at the NCAA championships in the 100, 200, and 50 free. Um, We do not support a biological male swimming in the women's championship meet against females. It is an unfair advantage.
0: I think even more so, they asked the question how he felt about winning when really how did the rest of the... The, the women feel about having the stress of dealing with this, you know, knowing they have to swim against them. So a girl that got nine doesn't get eighth. A girl that gets 17th
1: doesn't make All-American 16th. A girl that got 39th, potentially if they took 38 girls in NCA's, she didn't get to come to the NCA's because a biological male took their spot.
0: She doesn't get to come to the NCAAs because a biological male took her spot. It It, it infuriates me a little bit and and you know with with our governor the governor of the great state of utah one mr spencer cox who came on this radio show and espoused conservatism and family values and all the things that made a lot of us want to vote for him uh has said has vowed it's not happened yet i mean i think it's going to happen today actually has vowed he will not sign the transgender Banning transgender athletes competing in the Utah High School Activities Association in the state of Utah. And we'll do it. We're already seeing the ripples now. Uh, it, it, no pun intended. The ripples in the swimming pool uh, at the NCA level. Uh, we're going to see it now at, at, the, uh, at the high school level. And we already have some, but we're going to see it more and more and more. And what's going to happen, nine times out of ten, if you ask my opinion, and it's my show, so I get to give it, right? Nine times out of ten, it's going to be a guy who couldn't cut it in men's sports, in boys' sports. It's going to be a guy who was maybe going to finish 12th in wrestling. Oh, by the way, there's girls wrestling now. Did you know that? Yeah, we had some local athletes compete in girls. These were actual girls Competing in girls' wrestling. I have no problem with that. I think it's fantastic. In fact, one of my daughter's friends was a, uh, was a wrestler and did very well at state. Didn't win, but did very well at state. But so you got a wrestler, okay, 180-pounder, just a random number there, who uh, wants to compete at state. They go to state their sophomore year. They finish, you know, just making state. They were happy to be there. Junior year, they might finish ninth. Senior year, they want to do better than ninth. They've practiced and tried, but just it's not quite there for them. They know they're not good enough, so they go. Maybe, maybe if I do girls wrestling. When I was a young sports writer just out of college, went up to Moscow, Idaho. And there was a a couple of really good basketball players from Moscow High School. Heather and Lisa were the two girls' names. I'm I'm not going to give their last names. It's not about them. Uh, And uh, as I was doing a feature on this Heather girl who had been offered and committed to play for the University of Stanford and the great Tara Vanderveer, built a dynasty there. As I was doing a story on Heather. Uh, Now, at the time, I'm, again, a young young, uh, sports writer, considered myself a pretty good athlete. I was, uh, let's see, it would have been maybe 91. So I would have been 25 years old. And um, at, at some point, you know, we're in the gym. I'm doing an interview, talk to the coach, talk to a couple of the other players, talk to Heather. And somebody tosses a basketball in the mix, and we're like, let's play a little hoops, just for fun. Nothing on the line, just, just an all-American high school player and some nobody sports writer. Did I beat her? Well, I competed with her. I was as good as she was. I honestly don't remember the score, but I competed with her. I was... High school All-American caliber. Now let me tell you about my high school basketball career. There wasn't one, okay? I tried out, made some of the uh, sub-varsity levels, but by the time my junior and senior year came around, I was cut from the team. Did not even make my high school basketball team. And yet, just a couple of years later, what, four, five, six years later, I would have been in a high school All-American if I had just had the wherewithal to... I don't know, take a few pills and compete with the girls. A few years later, here in St. George, I got to play. Uh, no, let, let me go uh, right before that. Actually, I was on my. I was a missionary out in Pennsylvania. I got to play the number one ranked tennis player in the state of Pennsylvania. She went on to win a championship. We played tennis together. It, it was a weird deal because it was supposed to be nothing. Just uh, you know, P me and my companion liked to play tennis a lot. Uh, she heard we played tennis. She came, wanted to come hit around and whatever. Somehow it became a thing. And so the whole area, this was in Reading, Pennsylvania, the whole area, church members in the area, got together, made this, this giant ward picnic. And the feature event for the picnic was the Elder Griffin, <laughs> that's what they called me, Elder Griffin taking on this young lady in tennis. Well, as it turned out, it was a non-event. And here's the reason why. She had never seen anybody hit the ball as hard as I did. She had never seen anybody serve as fast as I did. She had never seen anybody run down drop shots like I could. I was not an upper-tier athlete. I was an average athlete. I was an average tennis player. I was on the high school tennis team, but I was... We didn't win anything. You know, we won a few matches, lost a few matches. I was on the doubles only, didn't play singles. But I beat this young lady 6-0, 6-1, two sets. And to be honest, the game I lost, I was tanking it. I was just hitting it around. And I don't say this to brag that I'm so good because I wasn't that good. I was just all right. I was a decent player and a decent athlete. But... In the state of Pennsylvania, and this would have been, I mean, I was 20 years old. She was 17, 18. So this was two years out of high school. And I tell you this, again, to illustrate the point. God made man and woman differently. We are engineered differently. These are differences that should be celebrated. I love women's gymnastics. I love women's volleyball. I love sports that are tailored a little more for women. Softball, you ever watched a college softball game here in town, Dixie State? So good. So good. Would they be good at baseball? I don't know. Who cares? I don't, I don't want them to be good at baseball. I want them to be good at softball. And, and so for me, the whole thing was, was, a, was an illustration, again, of what what is wrong with this attitude of well, let transgender athletes compete with the women. Let it happen. Why not Spencer? Hey, hey, you know what? They might get their feelings hurt if we don't let them. That's his attitude. That's his thought right now. All right. It's open line Friday. Let's go quickly to the phone lines. I've talked enough. What's on your mind. Good morning. Morning.
2: How is life? You know, the, this, uh, well, life is interesting.
0: Yes, um, it is.
2: You know, I, I see this transgender issue as just a symptom uh, of mm. uh, the bigger bigger picture. And, you know, there's so many distractions. Even the Ukraine-Russian thing is a distraction for us here in the United States. Um, our house is on fire. It has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we allow ourselves to be distracted off of the main point with all of these various things. You know, who's talking about our border right now, our southern border, that's just wide open and people are coming in here left and right. We have no idea who's coming. You know, CRT, Afghanistan. I mean, you could, I could sit here and name for 15 minutes. Yeah. We need to realize that these are all distractions. Are they important? Yes. But they're way more important when you realize that your house is on fire, and that's the United States, and we need to be focusing on what's going on here. You know, Andy, I, I, uh, I, I've talked about ESG so many times on this show. It seems to fall on deaf ears, and that's fine because all of these distractions. Who's got time to this ESG thing? The reason why Cox is supporting uh, this transgenderism, this, uh, this, this boy who's swimming as a girl, is because he is woke. He has bought into the ESG. And so ESG is Environmental, Social, and Governance. He's focusing right now on the social justice part of this, and he's trying to fix what can't be fixed. And so um, have you had a chance to read Glenn Beck's book? Uh, we talked
0: about it a couple weeks ago. Have you been able to do that? I know you've been kind of busy. Yeah. I, I would say I've read about half of it. I'm going to be honest with you. It was kind of depressing. Uh,
2: well. Okay. It is depressing, but, but look around. Isn't our country pretty depressing right now? It's not the country that you and I were born into, Andy. It's changing so quickly now that we can't keep up. And, and so we need to learn, uh, learn. We need to discover what's happening to us so that we can fix it. If you don't know why the, the country is going the way it is, how are we supposed to fix it? Glenn Beck, and there's, there's other people who have written on this, has written an excellent book. On the Great Reset. And it explains why the Canadian truckers got uh, their bank account shut down, their insurance canceled. It explains why all these woke companies, MasterCard, American Express, uh, McDonald's, are all bailing out of Russia. It has nothing to do with an economic or even a war. It has to do with all of these corporations have partnered with our government and they are now all working against us. To destroy our country. And I know that sounds provocative, but read the book. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's depressing, but Andy, that's where we are. And the only way to fix it is to understand what's happening to us.
0: You, you, you make an interesting point. I guess the thing I'm having a hard time buying into is that it's all part of a great reset. It's all part of this master plan to destroy us. I still don't... I still don't see the the grand scheme and motivation to do that. Why would American corporations or even corporations internationally want to, to destroy the very thing that keeps keeps them alive? It's like a snake eating its tail.
2: No, it's really pretty simple. Read, please, read the book, even though you're depressed. You know, uh, go out and get a breath of the fresh air and then come back and read some more. Okay. The reason The reason is because... All of these corporations are funded now by the federal government. The trillions and trillions of dollars that have been printed, Andy, that money didn't go to you and me. It went to all the big corporations, the airlines, the cruise lines, the banks. All of these corporations are now on the government dole. And if you want to keep that money coming, you have to follow what has been established as these important issues, in fact, if you read further in the book, Andy, you'll find out that profit has been set aside to, uh, to being environmentally uh, aware, to being social justice and making sure that transgender boys and girls get to compete as if they were regular kids, uh, or, or the governance to make sure that a corporation actually has enough transgender and women and blacks and browns and greens on the board of directors, so that the money will continue to flow into the corporations. Why would would McDonald's leave uh, Russia?
0: Yeah, on surface, it doesn't make sense. We want to punish Russia. Well, all you're doing is punishing Russians, not punishing Russia.
2: Exactly right. The reason why McDonald's is doing that is because they have their hand in the government's pocket, and they will be the ones who get the bank loans. They're the ones who continue to have insurance. In fact, today, and, you know, I just learned about this the other day, that uh, Dixie Power apparently has lost one of their insurers because they they use coal in the production of their energy. This is ESG at work. The reason why Dixie University changed their name was because of ESG. You can't go out and get funding, grants, or anything else with the name Dixie in your name. My goodness, you racist people, we won't even talk to you. This is the most important thing facing our country today. ESG, the fascism that has developed between corporations and our government, and if we don't figure this out pretty soon and start working to stop it, Andy, we're not going to have a country. We're talking about Ukraine, and our government is about to switch our monetary system from what we currently understand it to be to digital money. That's why the Canadian truckers were able to be shut down, because they were able to shut their bank accounts and cancel their insurance. Well, Andy, what are they going to do, you and me? We're Christians. We're gun-toting, Bible-believing people. We're enemies of the state. Yeah. And if we don't figure this out soon, there isn't going to be anything left to say.
0: All right, Steve, I got to run. Hey, thanks for the call today. Appreciate it, Oh, man. It's you know it's alarmist. It's scary. Uh, I'm I'm going to admit right now I have two toes in the water there, and uh, I need to finish the book. Yes, definitely need to finish the book. But uh, it, I'm still having a hard time digesting the idea, folks, that. Uh, there 's a, a grand master scheme to destroy us all, and uh, when I complain about something like transgender athletes i don 't believe it 's just a symptom I think it 's an issue that we 've got to face head on and that 's why it makes me angry when someone like Spencer Cox, our governor, says well you know i 'm going to veto that because i i 'm the governor, and even though my legislators at both House and Senate level approve this. I know better than them. I know better than to, because I don't want my UHSA to be sued. I get sued all the time. That's the biggest, the bogus excuse I've ever heard. I got to get a commercial break in. We'll take your phone calls and te- uh, check out the texts. Got about five minutes left. Let's talk about Joe Shoney for a minute. He's a loan consultant, been serving Southern Utah for more than two and a half decades, and his specialty is well, taking care of you, making sure that you are happy. You, the customer, you, the loan person getting the loan. He wants you to understand that it's all about you. He'll keep you apprised of exactly what's going on all the way through the loan process. Online, 541 reviews, 4.96 out of five stars. Just five star at review after five star review after five star review. His name's Joe Shoney, loan consultant. Give him a call today at four three five five nine zero six three. 0 Short on time, about two minutes left So uh, let's do this uh, Again, the, the story today uh, First of all, Leah Thomas Will Won the, uh, I, th- I think I said 500 It's the 200 meters in the NCAA uh, Championships uh, Transgender athlete, basically a guy Won against a bunch of girls, congratulations Way to go buddy uh, Governor Spencer Cox State of Utah says he will not sign a ban that passed both the House and Senate on transgender athletes in youth sports. Cox made it clear that he plans to veto the measure during his monthly press conference yesterday. Here's what he said.
1: Everyone knows what's going to happen, and that is that there will be a lawsuit, and it will be a very expensive lawsuit.
0: Cox went on to say that the substitute bill passed on the last day of the session shows what happens when things are done in the last minute without input. I think that's baloney, by the way. You can't write a bill at the last minute. He also faulted lawmakers for failing to give state schools and Utah High School Activities Association any protection from lawsuits. The governor said he still hopes lawmakers will come up with a compromise. Uh, Here's what he had to say.
1: There was something very troubling that happened on the last night of the session, and this is what happens when you try to do things at the last minute without mm-hmm. any any input.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, nobody had been talking about it at all.
1: It is very likely that this bill will bankrupt the Utah High School Athletic Association, and those are their words, not
0: mine. So he's hiding behind the idea that Utah law, uh, Utah High School Activities Association has never been sued before. Nobody's ever tried to sue them. I got friends at work for UHSA. They get sued all the time. Somebody moves, doesn't move, gets divorced. They say, hey, I'm going to sue you. You didn't let my son play for so-and-so high school and get a, a, a scholarship and save me a million dollars. Whatever. All right. The other thing is, you know, Cox was a big proponent. It wasn't his bill, but his idea was let's put a committee together. Let's study each one on an individual basis and judge it on that he is afraid of dismissing it out of hand he's like you know I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings let's let everybody play so what if guys so what if your girl, your daughter's worked her whole life to let her in track or to uh, to uh, get a, a swimming uh, gold medal doesn't matter we don't want to hurt that transgender athletes feelings